This, this is, is Yawa Radio. Radio. Oh, welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Uh, now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. Well, a warm welcome to this episode of Glass Half Full. It's a pleasure to be joined by Michael. Michael, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me today. Michael, it's a pleasure. We're looking forward to hearing your story that may well resonate with with many people, you know, when in a in a life that can seem overwhelming and fast moving. And I, I did actually put a little post out recently about what does happiness mean to you, you know, and uh Let's just explore that a little bit, what that means to you before you share your story. Sure. So how can I describe what happiness means to me? It's making a difference to the people around me. That's what happiness is to me. Sharing in those moments, though, you know, we're in a very connective world, but somehow a lot of us find ourselves feeling lonely. And it's, it's a strange concept to grasp, but hopefully we'll dive into that later and just you know being able to connect and make a difference to those people closest to you that's happiness for me God. Now, now michael you know we we met an event and and following that event and we talked about just what we do at yawa radio you sent me a, a lovely message saying you would love to talk about happiness self-awareness and improvement and how you sort of recently came out of a, a diagnosed chronic depression so let's explore that and 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 what was life like around that time when you were diagnosed with chronic depression and where were you in life at that point? So I think what happened is I finally held a mirror up to myself. That's, that's where it all started to happen. That's when I started to see people. This has been a long-term thing spanning back to my childhood, spotty. It was a very spotty childhood, but you know, Every childhood is different. Some people might have trigger points or catalysts from way earlier in time. Some might happen more recent. Mine was from a long time, and I was trying to continue forward on this this journey of maturity and progression. But this, this, I always had an anchor point that was way, way back, and it, it would always come back. Sometimes, you know. In when you're feeling low or something like that, you'd, you'd, your brain would take you to a place that you didn't necessarily want it to go. And you find it starts to, that the beast gets a little bit more angry. And as it get as you pile more things into it to try and bury them down, the beast gets bigger. And then when it's, mm -hmm. it's overwhelming power, that's when things start, start to happen. So I think 
I think it was last year, mid last year. That was when I, I was coping with everything how I'd always done it, which is I don't have time right now. Squish out really small, push it down, and then carry on and hope that everything gets better. Well, it was a Monday morning. I remember I woke up for work. I got down to my laptop and I called my mum, which is. Hmm. I, I don't really call people that much, so it was quite, my mother was like, whoa, whoa what's going on? And I just said, I, I, I think I need a bit of help. And that was really hard for me to say because me, I, I like to put on this brave, strong front. I like to be a pillar for those around me. I'm always the person that people talk to. I love giving good advice, terrible at taking my own. So when my mum received this phone call, she she was like, oh no. So she was around immediately. Bless her. She, we sat down for only a couple of minutes outside of the house, away from my wife, away from my child. And then she just dropped me off the GP. She okay. said, we need to go in. We need to go. We need to start this now. So it's one of those things that a lot of people around me know. They, they see, they feel it. The people who are closest to you, they have this connection with you. They can feel that something's wrong. We have to look inside ourselves and say, when is the time that we're going to try and take control back mm -hmm. so, so michael at, at that time as well then were you were you portraying two different people one to the outside world that everything seems my michael's a great guy is outgoing is this that but in internally you've got this other self yeah i call that the mask yeah i call it the mask and it's the only way that i can put it into an easy analogy for people to understand so when I was at work, if I was seeing people, family and things, lots of screaming kids, Christmas, birthdays, all of that, I'd have to put on the mask. And the mask is the version of myself that I want other people to see. Mm. And then when I'm alone at home, sometimes I'll be on the TV, the wife and child will be in bed, like good people looking after themselves. I'd stay awake until like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. I'd be up at eight o'clock. And then just stick the mask back on and pretend that everything was okay. And it get it becomes a heavy burden, the mask. You when when you've been doing it for such a long time, it almost feels like a chore mm -hmm. to mask and see people and be part of the community and pretend that everything's okay. So yeah, I call it the mask. Okay. So 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 there you were, you you went off to see the GP. He talked about looking in the mirror uh, and and whatever. So so that's that sounds a bit a little about why well, let's get this self-awareness going on what is really happening for me would that be fair yep that was yeah absolutely so it would this was a very very uncomfortable time for me because you know in the lead up to this i was always just bury it bury it i don't need to i can cope with i can help other people i'll find happiness there try and like make people happy but there was there was a juxtaposition because i was servicing other people's happiness and not my own and that was difficult because I was in this room, my mum was there, the GP was there, Dr. Lizzie Halton, and she asked me questions. And I was in this point where I was like, do I put the mask back on and pretend that everything's okay and just walk out of here and yeah, I just had a slip or do I keep it off mm. and start seeing in a place of comfort and support what actually is going on? So it all started from there, you know, it's, 
they saw the severity of it. I had no idea that this was how bad it was, but everyone around me was taking this very seriously. And I thought, oh, I was just having a wobbly. Mm. Turns mm. out that, you know, this was a serious thing. They told me about what it could be, what the, what was happening in my life, like things that were going on at the moment, like having visions every now and then from the lack of sleep and, mm. you know, hearing things, not like a voice, but I describe it as being in a coffee a coffee shop at noon where there's a lot of background noise, people having conversations, it's very busy just at mm. night time. This was down to lack of sleep. So we, we started pinpointing all of these little things that were going on, that I, like terrible habits that I got myself into. And, you know, it was eye-opening and it was like, I'm in a place of comfort and these people, even though I'd never met Dr. Lizzie Houghton before, she cared. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, I, it encouraged me to then keep the mask off and follow down this road. And it was a very, very, it's, I'm still on the path, but the, the first part was very, very rocky. It was terrible terrain. It's just about navigating it with comfort. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. From, it's, it's like that. It's like your way out that your comfort zone there, aren't you? What you're describing there. It's, you know, people are asking you questions that, oh, wow, this is making me really think about myself and you know let's you know let's let's be totally honest about this as well you know we we, we can all get to that point you know when people are challenging us but there's there's levels of this if that makes sense you know yeah you know and uh, and, and to take that mask off and and take that false self and, and that self-awareness what a what a major breakthrough it must have felt it must have felt like you were lifting a contrary overcoat off your shoulders, Michael. It didn't feel like that straight away. Okay. What it felt like straight away was fear. Okay. It was terrifying. And it's because, as I said before, you know, I like to see myself as a protector or as a pillar for those around me. And I was now entering into a phase where I was allowing myself to be vulnerable to other people mm -hmm. and letting people know that I'm not okay all the time. I am human. This was this is alien territory for me. So I was in a constant cycle of I don't want to be weak. I I hate the feeling of being weak. I hate the feeling of not being able to look after those around me how I used to because I'm too busy looking after myself. I found people asking me if I'm okay to be. It was the novelty ran off very quick because it was like oh you're just walking on eggshells around me, and I'm still facing that today. But it got easier. It got, it did get easier. And, you know, when, when you, when you're open about something like this, mm. the people, when they ask you, are you okay? It's because they genuinely care. They're not trying to tick a box. Mm -hmm. They're not just, oh, are you okay? I need something from you. They genuinely just want to know that you're okay because the energy that you put into those people closest to you, it repays itself back in kind. You've been there for these people for years and years and years. And now it's your turn. And that's what just didn't click for me straight away. Okay. Okay. And, 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 and then just going back a, a bit before this, when you were putting this, this sort of mask on, as you describe, Michael, w would you describe yourself there as like a bit of a people pleaser? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So for me, appearances were very important to me. I love leaving a good impression. I liked making everyone happy and by extension, the people that I've met happy. I like leaving a, a good impression. Oh, Michael, he's funny. Oh, he said this, he said that. And it did, I, I got to a point where I was stretched too thin. 
mm-hmm. was trying to look after i was trying to cater to too many circles I, I call them circles so you have your inner circle which is mm-hmm. all closest to you then you have a secondary circle which is acquaintances sort of friends not best friends but friends acquaintances and then the outer circle are just people you meet along the way i found myself spreading way too thin and looking after all three circles but in the dead center was me and i was just like that's only why would i be looking after just one person when i could be looking after all of these and that yeah that, that i think that's the weight that we we're talking about the the weight of everything that that comes together and you just end up carrying all the time and that and and i guess that can be exhausting but while it's exhausting when you were describing things like you stand up and what then you tell me in your mind i'd got this vision of this you know like they got breaking news going about them at the screen and it's like a ticky tape going through i've just yeah. got this i've just got this impression of that in your mind you've got all these things running through your mind and it won't switch off oh it's it's furious the the things that would when you're left on your own and you've been ignoring your headspace for so long, the things that will just whiz past that are so quickly you can't even grasp it in midair. Mm. That's it, it's as you say, it's just a hurricane of thoughts, and you can't grasp onto anything because it's just moving so quick. Yeah. So, Michael, what again? You, you mentioned the doctor that's helped you. What kind of things have helped you? Have you have you got into meditation, mindfulness, or anything like that? Yeah. So. What happened was I went to the GP. I was immediately referred to the crisis team. The crisis team, there was, the whole team was fantastic. I found a connection with a gentleman by the Alex, by the name of Alex Borman. Bless him. He, he kept coming over to check on me. We would have conversations and talks and, you know, I, I, I kept that vulnerability. So I asked him just straight off the cusp. I was like, I think I've forgotten how to do all of this because it's been so long would you take me through the steps of how to you know start from the beginning and and build on that i need i need some confidence i need some support so someone can tell me how to do this again and he was spectacular he was giving me resources online he would call in and check on me and you know that i I can't speak highly enough of the crisis team they really really they they brought me off of a ledge so to speak it was it they 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 took me down and they you know they wrapped a blanket around me and said you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay so they they took me through lots of uh, practices that you can do they took me through some material on what to expect you know like i'd never had an anxiety attack before but apparently any, everyone is prone to them i i had one and it was a very very uncomfortable scenario we were out having a meal and i just became very very aware of what was happening behind me just i I was hearing the conversation and then i went into something called fight or flight mode so what i had to do was take control of the situation control my breathing come back try and focus on who was at the table with me Mm. i went for a walk came back and everything was fine but it was it was something that i didn't expect something that was kind of shocking at the time that it was happening but i've going back to what you said i've always been i've always been into meditation i believe meditation has many forms people can sit in their bed close their eyes and you know control their breathing other people it can be as easy as waking up early this is what i do now Mm -hmm. waking up earlier than the rest 
sitting downstairs on your sofa and just existing with yourself. Be comfortable with yourself. Understand who you are and how you want to tackle the day. There's a big difference in your productivity in what you can do in a day between waking up early on your own terms or waking up in a rush because you pushed it a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. So waking up early and finding that time to be with yourself, to center yourself and spend some time with the person who you have to walk around with all day goes a long, long way. Yeah. And there's a great, you know, it's, it's a great question to ask yourself really as well. I don't mean ask you, Michael. I mean, I, I, yeah, I often ask myself to go like, well, how am I, how am I feeling today? Why am I feeling this way about something? What, yeah. what is, what is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, 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 and look inwards, you know, cause the answers all lie within us, don't they? If we'd only take some time out to listen, to listen, to listen to our, to our body, to quieten the mind and whatever, and, and let things in. So, yeah, how are you now then? You, you know, you're on, you're still on the journey. You're feeling a lot better though. It's, it's a long journey. You know, I'm trying to undo many years of bad habits so I, I moved up to York from London, coming up to two years ago now with the wife and child in tow. I have some family around here, so it was, it was, it was an easy move than just starting from scratch. We've, we've set up a life here. I feel like me being able to do DIY on the weekends and finding like waking up to the, the sun screaming with his toys and. <laughs> doing barbecues in the summer and all of that it's 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 all part of the journey it's it's part of the journey of looking at yourself and thinking hey who do i want to be you know when i look back in time what memory do i want to hold from this mm-hmm. so for me looking back and thinking i did a barbecue i had the grill on this paddling pool was on the kids were playing and everyone was having a drink and smiling that's that's what i'm trying to hold on to that's what i'm trying to focus what do i want out of this day that i can look back and treasure yeah it could be anything it could be something small it could be like oh i woke up and i did the i loaded the dishwasher today michael i'm just going to say that it's because people often forget don't they about it's they see all this stuff flying about on social media that people are living this life they're doing this and and it's just simple things in life, you know. I just as you're describing there, I was smiling, you know. As I I was up early this morning before I was hosting some events. Just went out and fed the birds. <laughs> put the nuts out, put the bird seed out, and then watched them all come out of the hedge. Yeah, that's connecting with nature in a way. And, we, you know, we're in the age of technology. We're, we've, we try and keep ourselves as separate from nature as possible. We've got ourselves in big brick houses. We have shoes on when we walk around. We're not connected with nature anymore. Mm. So literally going out and feeding the birds is something that it brings people a sense of enormous well-being. You know, yeah. some of us have pets at home. That's connecting us with nature. This is where we're from. And yet somehow we, we, we encase ourselves and separate ourselves from it all. I think that spending time in nature, going for a walk, playing in the garden, going to the beach, anything like that is far better for your mental state and clarity than you could possibly imagine. A lot of people, you know, it's, it's kind of a cliche in films and things like that or TV series when someone's sat there on the beach and they're just looking out to the ocean. Oh, yeah, there's a reason. It's mm-hmm. because it's so still and calming that they have time to process what's happened. Yes. And that's the key thing, to, to, 
to process, not keep moving on to the next thing too fast in this world that seems overwhelming and everybody seems to have the things that you've not got, you know? Yeah. But there's, you know, I, I heard a, a, a great phrase. It's not, it's, it's from a, it's a guy called Dr. Russ Harris. And, and he says, he describes the differences between happiness and pleasure and pleasure being that you might enjoy a nice meal, but try and eat it again after and you'll struggle. Right. Happiness is something that you feel within. And if you live a rich and meaningful life, you will experience every emotion. So don't get too upset if you feel a bit sad on a day. It happens. Okay. On the bat, if you don't know what bad feels like, how are you going to know what good feels like? You have to have the balance. There needs to be a boundary set between the two. You know, if, if your body is a machine, if you eat bad food, if you or you eat good food all of the time, but you don't eat the bad food, how is your body going to know what's the difference? You know, there needs to be something, a, a, an anchor point to bounce off of. It goes in hand. Yeah. Well, Michael, look, thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your story with us today. I'm sure it'll resonate with, with many listeners and uh, good to know you're on the journey and, 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 you know, everything begins with ourselves. If we could only just take some time out to stop, like you described earlier and, and look in the mirror and ask themselves, ask themselves those questions and yeah, first step in first step in making a change, I guess is self-awareness. It is. Everything is tied down to you as the beacon. Everything spans from you in the steps that you take. You're on your journey. You are going to affect those around you. You need to be the best version of yourself. And it starts with giving yourself that time, understanding who you are today. Because we change constantly. You might have a good day. You might have a bad day. Face it. Go, go with it. Like there's, there's people around you, me as someone who's been diagnosed with chronic depression. And I know that a lot of people around, we put on this thing called the mask that I mentioned earlier. We are the best liars in the world. We have been telling people and convincing them that we're okay and we're not. (laughs) But the thing is, there's so many of us, we just we're so good at lying that we can't spot each other. Let's find each other. Let's talk. There's people out there who are feeling the same as you. There's people mm-hmm. out who are having the worst time. You won't know on face value until you ask the question. Be open. Connect with other human beings. Not everyone out there is bad. There are some really kind souls who just want to know that the passerby that they saw is making the best that they can. Wonderful. What, what a great way to end, Michael. And Thank you for joining me today and whatever you are doing for the rest of your day, my friend, have a wonderful, wonderful day. It's been a pleasure, Steve. Thank you so much. Thank you. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.com co.uk and if you'd like to join us as a guest on yawa radio or as a guest on the yawa radio podcast we would love to hear from you simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk once again a big thank you for taking the time out to listen this is the yawa radio podcast copyright applies